Hello and welcome to Jerry Anderson, Heroes and Villains. Stay on this channel. This is an emergency. Each episode, we'll choose at random a story from an Anderson show ranging from Fireball XL5 to Terrorhawks. I think this frequency should be put on priority monitoring. We'll then look at the hero and villain of the tale, discuss any behind the scenes, actor information, and I'm sure numerous tallies. Shadow control to all stations. We have a red alert. Repeat, condition is red. And at the end, crucially, we're going to vote for them. Stand by for action. Today you're going to have us walking on the moon. Me and Ian, we are up there, aren't we? We are. We're, we're digging around in craters, hopping around on a hoppy mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, being, being an idiot, as the controller is. He uh, is a bit of an idiot. Yeah, he's an idiot. I don't, I, yeah, when we get to that scene at the end, it's like, what is he doing? Are they idiots? But uh, no, yeah, uh, up on the moon. Yes, and, and yeah, we know it's the moon because we have space music. We do, yes. Don't we? Uh, is, is that stock or is that something that old Barry Gray would have done? Because I, that music yeah. is so evocative of 50s, you know, Destination yes. Moon or whatever. You see I mean, a, to be a rocket fair, a lot going of, along. A lot of Barry Gray's stuff was stock music, wasn't it? Because he, a lot of his stuff ended up in, uh, uh, in stock libraries and that. But yeah, I th- he's probably just done it. Well, they've said to him, have you got anything in your back catalogue that suggests, you know, space and... Sounds spacey. Yeah. And he's gone, yeah, I have this old track. Um, but yeah, yes. it's def- definitely... When you hear it, perhaps it's just that we're conditioned from Space 1999 and things like that. When you hear that style of music, it's like, oh, God, I mean... We are but, in space. You know, lovely yeah. little... Uh, I don't know if it's a model or a painting or what, hanging hanging up at the first shot. That's a nice, well, that's a nice uh, moon shot. I think it's. I think that's a painting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then we cut to, uh, to to model work, and the first uh, thing we ever properly hear is the chap himself. May I welcome you to Lunaville Seven? Thank you, sir. We're glad to be. You have already met my personal aide. Let me introduce our control computer. His code name is Sid. Speech Intelligence Decoder. He is programmed to understand and obey verbal instructions and can answer with his own simulated voice. Say hello, Sid. Good day, Captain Scarlet. Good day, Captain Blue. Good day, Lieutenant Green. He recognizes you by the badges you're wearing. Ask him a question. Go ahead. What is the outside temperature? Two degrees centigrade, 35.6 degrees Fahrenheit, 275.16. Absolute. Very thorough. Yes, Sid controls everything in Lunaville. The air conditioning, airlocks, power supplies, even the rockets and moon mobiles. A very important piece of equipment. Assembled entirely on the moon by our own technicians. But designed and developed on Earth. The Earth may have helped us, but now we are self-reliant, democratic and free. Understand? Well, uh, forgive me, gentlemen, I... Now, I was told you have a message from the world president. Yes, sir. He asked me to hand you this letter personally. Thank you. I will study it and give you my answer. When I watch it, it's like, who's yeah. he talking to? Who's he... But this is a transmission. He's yeah, transmitting he's... to the earth, isn't he? Yeah, it? he's transmitting to the earth, just generally, I suppose, um, to say that, uh, yeah, he's made peace with the Mistrons, um, which is, it, it is an interesting concept. 
Um, and Spectrum are straight away like, hang on, what? How is he talking to the Mistrons? Is he a Mistron agent? All the questions that I thought of. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's he's basically siding with the Mistrons, and he's saying he's neutral, but he's not going to support the Earth in this war of nerves. But I, this, I, yeah, the, I want to. If the, if this was true, because we find out later on he's a Mistron agent and that. But if this was true, I want to know: Did he just broadcast randomly to Mars? Well, that's what uh, Colonel White says. We don't know how he's yeah. done it, but if he has done it, we want to know how he did it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is a daft concept because he says there's 4,000 people on the moon. Yeah, we don't see We've it. been here since the 1970s, so I guess one of the very first uh, lunar bills was shadow control yes. um, up there. Um, and he says, you know, we want no part of the war. Um I've told the Mistrons that they're happy with that, but they are Earthmen on the moon. So yeah. if you're on a space station and you're not actually on Earth, can you call the Mistrons and say, I don't want any part of it? And the Mistrons go, yeah, all right, then you're not on Earth. Therefore, yeah, you don't I, count. It's weird because especially because it was, I mean, I don't know whether they've got the equivalent of NASA or some sort of uh, governing body for, you know, for space. But you'd think they would have been the ones that was also behind the, uh, the initial Mars expedition. Yeah. Um, so for yeah, for the moon to go, it's nothing to do with us, Governor. Um, yeah, they're still Earthmen. And at the beginning of each episode, the Mistrons say, "Our war is with you, Earthmen." Yeah, it's not, not with the Earth. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 going to war with the Earth, but none of its satellites. Yeah, you're all right there. Yeah, so it's it's a dodgy concept to start with. Um, is the controller um, Sam Luver? It is. Oh, I thought I recognised him. It's like, ah, oh, bloody hell. It, that is Sam Luver, yeah. uh, voiced by, uh, is it Davy or Don Healy? David Healy, isn't it? David Healy. I have information <coughs> uh, after our little ramble. Um, yeah, and Colonel White says, you've got to go up there, you've got to check it out, because we don't know whether it's real or if it's a Mr. Employee. Yes. Right? So so we have yeah, this... Yeah, either way, they've got to go up and yeah. speak to this, uh, so... this Egypt. They're going to go up in XK3, this rather yep. nice ship, XK3. I thought we would vote on that today. Okay. Uh, lo lovely little model, uh, although the uh, the pilot of it calls it XK5 for some reason. Um, oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. when when you first see them in, in the aircraft, he calls it XK5, ready for launch oh, or something right. like that, you see. Um, and... Uh, no mention is given, is there, why Lieutenant Green's got to go along with them? No, I, I thought this, that... I mean, it's nice to see uh, Lieutenant Green stretching his legs and getting out, but they could have put a line in where it says... Um, where Colonel White says, uh, we're sending Lieutenant Green with you, Captain Scarlet, because he will find out how they uh, how they contacted the Mr. Wells, because he's there a communications expert. Yeah, yeah, there is a line later. You're the ele electronics expert. Yeah. What do you make of this? So I suppose that's his function, but there's yeah. there's no line at the beginning. I mean, it's great to see him on a mission. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, why we're, nice. we're actually going to vote on Lieutenant Green today yeah. as well. Um, I, um, do you think uh, Colonel White just wanted him out of the cloud base for a bit? Well, Perhaps they were setting up a birthday desk for him or something. Yeah, yeah but, poor Captain Magenta. I mean... This this opens up a whole um, question of what ranks are there in Spectrum and what do they mean? Because he's the only lieutenant we see, isn't he? Yeah. You never see another lieutenant. No. 
Does you that mean don't see majors? much of their privates either. No, you never see their privates. No, there's no major that I know of. No, no major. So we've got a colonel, um, and Some then captains. captain. So yeah, major's gone. Um, is there a commander? Is there a sergeant? A general, sergeant. Yeah, you never see any non-coms, do you? No. Um, yeah, it's very, very strange. I, I'm also, I, I'm still don't know. I don't think it is, because we we know that Jerry wasn't uh, a very racist sort of man. But why is it the only black character is a lower rank? Um, so. Mm, that's why we need to see some white privates. That's yes. what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 But I'll tell you the thing about Lieutenant Green. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. <laughs> the thing about Lieutenant Green, and I've always thought this because it's just ingrained in my childhood memories of watching Captain Scarlet. I always think of Lieutenant Green as being disabled because he's always oh. sat in that chair and it's so rare to actually see him walking. Yeah. In my child mind that I is wonder if like you were taken over my adult mind, just sees him like with... a Davros. Yeah, were you merging him with Commander Shaw sort of thing, I wonder? Maybe. In your, in your, form, Maybe. your forming mind. Um, yeah. I, I just assumed he was lazy. He doesn't, even, <laughs> he doesn't even wheel his own chair down the desk, does he? He's got that no, he presses a button. conveyor belt, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. if I had one of them RGs? Wouldn't you? I've been oh, going up and down all day. Wee, yeah, high wee. speed as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a bit early in the day uh, to be voting on Lieutenant Green, um, but but you know we can always tweak his rating. Yes, you know, yeah. um, because I know he does get a few more moments, and and he gets yeah. some good lines in some shows, and in one of them, the one that's the you know the fantasy made up story, the uh, Attack on Cloud Base one, you know, he he gets to emote quite a bit when he thinks one of the angels has been killed, you yeah. know, so he's obviously got a thing for her. Well, I um, think wasn't it in? It's so long since I've read any of them, but I'm sure there was some sort of romantic storyline in um, TV Twenty One, wasn't there between? I seem to remember one of the annuals, he, one of the angels was his girlfriend or something. I can't, there's something like that. If any listeners know, let me know. So yes. It's so hard to get a run of TV21s in it to read. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, you, 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 you know, you say about the, um, is, is this slightly dodgy that, you know, the lowest rank goes yeah. to uh, a, a non-white person, but at least he wasn't like Lieutenant Brown. Yeah, oh, they, no. Then that would have really nailed it, wouldn't it? You know. Yeah, that would have been dodgy. Very dodgy. Yeah. yeah. But um, oh. yeah, I also I wonder: is there a rotor for covering Lieutenant Green? Did he, the other captains? Is it just Magenta's turn on the rotor? Or is it? Oh, it's not. It's not going to be something terrible. Like that's punishment. Captain what, Magenta to take over did, from the yeah, Green. Yeah, did something wrong. So he's like, right, you're doing Green's job. Like, oh, no. It could well be. I, I have my views on Captain Magenta, and uh, we'll discuss them oh, when right. we get to a, a certain episode with him in it. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, I, th I think the Mistrons are missing a trick here because, you know, this is obviously all we learn. It is a, it's a complete uh, trap. It's, it, yeah, it's a yeah. Mistron ploy. But they've just they've just sent their best man off into space surely now's the time to do a big attack on earth where the one person who might yeah. be able to foil it isn't around it's like yeah every week captain scarlet wrecks their plans yeah captain scarlet so i mean that if if this was a show done now and you had 
arc storylines and storylines over more than one episode, they'd probably do something like that, wouldn't they? This would have been a way to get Captain Scarlet off Earth. Then they hit hard. Yeah. Captain Scarlet stuck on Moon Base. You could have had a really nice storyline, but it, we're, this is very much self-contained. Very, There's not a lot to this story. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, that would have been an ideal time to to launch an attack. But it's very one-dimensional, isn't it? This the the Mistrons. It's a, it's not it's not a trap as such. It's just a way for. I think they, they their plan was we're building a secret base. I still don't know why they need bases when they're ephemeral creatures. Mm. But we're building a base on the moon. We don't want anyone to investigate. So we're going to have this controller who's now a Mistron agent declare that they're neutral. But isn't that I mean, I, I got a feeling that Mistrons are idiots with this and other stuff that happens, because this they, just invites Spectrum to yeah, go. Yeah, they up. draw an attention to yeah. it, you know, because Colonel White says before they go that uh, when you're up there, you've you've got to check out this unauthorized construction yeah. on the far side of the moon. So yeah, they, they're, they're aware something yeah. is in Crater One Hundred and One, but you've got to go have a look down it. Yeah, it, and if if they hadn't said anything, if they hadn't had the controller. Uh, say anything and my view is it could be that the controller's done this off his own bat but if he hadn't said anything spectrum wouldn't have gone near it no they wouldn't they could have built their base on you know on the moon and do whatever they were doing um it's so long since i've seen the other two episodes i don't know what the plan was i'm sure it involved something um but yeah the um they they go up and again yeah like say lovely little launch and landing sequence for the the uh the more rocket light ship um, and they go in and meet the controller, and they're introduced. And I'd forgotten this completely to Sid. Sid, yep, yeah, he's well. Yeah. Sid, or is it Hal? I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, because there's uh, a Sid in UFO, isn't there? And it's like, is there this is. a? Yeah. Did all did all computers become named Sid after you know the space he, intruder? He detector? did like to to reuse things. You yeah. know, um, it's got a it, Cylon it, voice as well, isn't it? So it's yeah. really good. Well, well, the voice is open to debate as to just who that right. is doing the voice. Some people think it is Jerry Anderson, you mm. know, as a like, you know, a, a, him doing the Robbie thing. Um, but Ro- yeah, Robert the robot though, you can tell it's Anderson even with the vocal yeah. order stuff. This is yeah, it could be anyone to be honest. Yeah. We also meet in that control room uh, Orson with yes. his pudding bowl haircut. And there's just something about the way he is and the way he acts. He did not remind me of old uh, Gareth from The Office. Yes, he is, yeah. This little yeah. lackey. Assistant manager. No, assistant to the manager. Yeah, yes. he, he's definitely <laughs> a lackey. Um, yeah, he's... he's. Um, I mean, I'm presuming he's a Mistron as well. Yes, Oh, yeah. And I'm I'm always confused. I think the show's confused. Uh, whether they're Mistrons or Mistron agents or... No, Colonel White does say at the end, yeah, Awesome was an agent yeah. as well. Um, I, I like up until this point, it is enig- enigmatic. You know, Orson says before they arrive, you know, are we going to let them to land and all like this? And it's all quite enigmatic. Yeah, you uh, don't quite whether, know. You, you don't know yeah. whether they're being menacing or not. You yeah. know, and I quite like that. Although the controller, um, when he meets them, he throws a bit of a wobbly going on about, we are independent and yeah. free, and, you know, and throws yeah, a bit of a know, wobbly. You know for well, if he had a flag to wave, he would be waving it at that during that speech. Yeah, yes. we're an independent world. Yeah. Um, I do like that uh, at the end of the day, Spectrum just want peace. Mm. That's the whole thing behind this. Colonel White thinks, well, if, if the moon made peace and it's genuine, why can't we? 
Yeah. I quite like that. It's not we want to we want to win this war. It's just we want this war over. Yeah, and of course the destruction of Lunaville Seven is nothing to do with Spectrum. No. That's the no, controller is, being in an idiot, yeah, an you know. Absolute divvy. Yeah. Although, um, you know, if that hadn't happened, by the time they got away, Colonel White would have uh, issued a missile strike, I'm sure. I reckon I reckon so. Um The um go, going back to the we're talking about uh, ranks and the moon pilot guy. Um, does he have a rank? Because he's got a Spectrum hat on, hasn't he? The pilot. Mm. One at Ferrism. So is he... I wonder what rank he is. Well, he's like the Spectrum guards that we see. Maybe yeah, they are yeah. privates. You they know. could be the, pri- the equivalent to privates. Yeah, they're the one that gets the poor pay and all the risk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, could, could be. Uh, this base is in the... Is it in the Humboldt Sea? No, that's where the that, oh, that's, that's where, where the 101 is, crater one hundred one is. We we, Does, we don't get get a location yeah. for this one. Is that a real thing, the Humboldt Sea? I've heard I think of the so. Humboldt Squid. That's a big no, old I, squid. No, I think the Humboldt the Sea Arctic. is correct. Yeah. Hmm. I have to look into it. Um, they 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 quite you know uh, cheerfully go. Oh, we'd like to have a guided tour of the lunar surface. Yes. Okay, goes the lunar controller, and off they go in. Uh, They're moon... incredibly laid back these three spectrum personnel aren't they there's no urgency and it's like look, can we have a quick look around can we have a quick uh traipse around the moon and i think the control i don't know what the controller's view is it does he just want them out of the moon base because he, he's like yeah off you go um orson will take you and then we we see what i always get confused with the ufo moon well uh, it is movie. the same one it's it it's the same model except in captain scarlet it does this hoppy thing but in UFO, uh, the legs are rigid and it just yeah. like scoots across I mean, it's, the surface. It's, it's a slightly different... I don't know whether... I'm presuming they use the same model and just refit it. But it's yes. slightly different, isn't it? Because this one's got more... It's got like a discovery front end. Yeah. Whereas the UFO one had like the eagle front end. Yeah. Um, but I do like this model until it starts to move. I don't like the movement. No. And it's it th- takes forever. And we have... I love effect shots, but that, it goes on too long, the up and down thing you know i don't like it i much prefer it in ufo when it's just a fixed leg thing i guess in ufo they thought that would be a bit too silly yeah i think so can you imagine having um you know uh, ed bishop and that having to mime (laughs) Mm. yeah it's it's one of those where it it probably someone raised it in a what if it did this and they went oh um (coughs) but it looks it looks stupid and it's not very practical um and it's also painfully obvious that when it when it lifts off, those legs are just loose. Yeah, and it's just, the lifting of the model that's doing it. There's no because yeah, they just hang whatsoever. down, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. They mention uh, <laughs> comes a big plot point, don't they? They um, they mention that they got to wear these uh, identification discs. Oh yes, yes. Um, which are so. It looks like they've just had some letter set left over. A they, letter set yeah. arrow and a number. Yeah. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be any, way, any sort of um, regularity in which way up you wear these identification no. discs. And they, they need to wear them because then Sid knows who they are. Yes. But there's a contradiction to that uh, shortly. Well, but... there's a contradiction to his name, isn't it? Because his name is Speech Intelligent Decoder. Hmm. But he doesn't recognise people's voices. No. No. Mm. Um. While we're on the uh, Moonmobile, um, I'd just like to say, yeah, it's a, 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 a daft concept, but 
I'm assuming it's Mike Trim, um, but much respect to the model maker for making those panel lines um, so perfect. Um, I've just been doing panel lines on my Dark Star yeah. model, and I know it's a right swine to get a, lines, yeah. a consistent black, be it yep. with ink or pen, and to make it look like a panel line. But that, they are nigh on perfect. The well, I, I wonder if they use letter set lines. Oh, it could be, yeah. Yeah, um, rather than cutting and then yeah, drawing. I think so. Um, but yeah, they 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 hop off um, and they go past Lunaville Four, which Lunaville is the food 4. station. Yeah. So I'm presuming, because I just assumed Lunaville Seven was a name. I presume there's six other, at least Lunavilles yeah. on the moon. Yeah. We well, he, he said there's four thousand people. We don't know how big these uh, lunar places are. No. Oh, we we forgot to say the opening shot of the city. Uh, there, I love the way that uh, some of those buildings are clearly uh, colanders. Yes, yeah. And they're using yeah. the holes in the colanders to represent windows. Yes, um, which I they seem to, I think they did again in um, Blake Seven in the city on the edge of for tomorrow they, or forever that, or whatever they have. Yes, they did. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before we move on with the Moonmobile, can I just ask a question about the Moonmobiles? Right, yes. you've got Moonmobiles here and. Um, uh, in UFO, you have shadow mobiles, but um, but when they're named and got a number, it's not mobile one; it's mobile one. So why why are they called what? Why isn't shadow? Why isn't it shadow mobile? Why is it shadow mobile? Um, but then when you talk about one of them, it's you know mobile two, not mobile two. It's purely down to British or American pronunciation because it's the same word and it's the same spelling. Um, and on some of the shows, they do either. But yeah, like the Batmobile is Batmobile. Yes, good it's point. Just the, yeah, it's just the, the way the British used to say it and the way the Americans say it. But yeah, I know, I've noticed in a couple of Jerry Andersons, it, it's interchangeable. Yeah. Sort of makes sense. Yeah. So, um, Orson won't take them to the Humboldt Sea. No. Uh, so they have to go back and he takes them back to their funky bedroom. Yep. Um, I uh, like the scene where he's looking for a bug, and it's, I don't know how yeah. he knows that Orson is listening in. No, I I do like. I mean, because there's only two people there, and the controller's two up his own ass to do the work himself, I suppose. But I I do love this scene. I love it when they put a little bit of character stuff in, because because generally it's just action and their cardboard cutouts only. But this is this is quite nice because yeah, he he he, re he thinks there's a bug, so he searches for the bird, finds it. And then he, he cups it so over it so Orson turns the volume up and then shouts in, good night, Orson. And I thought it's quite a nice little scene. It doesn't make any sense because, like you said, how does he know? And then he immediately assumes there's only one bug. Yeah, that's a bit daft. Yeah, but th like, okay, this is we're, we're okay to discuss overthrowing the moon now. Yeah. What the hell? But this is rare. It is rare that you get a bit of character development rare, or, yeah. or characterization in Captain Scarlet himself. Yes. You know, yeah, he's usually a blank slate, isn't he? He's a blank slate and a SWAT, Captain Scarlet, who's always sucking up to the colonel. Yeah. And he's all, all a bit dull. That's the problem I have with Captain Scarlet is he's not the best character. No, no. You know? no and that's why I quite like, like Lieutenant Green and, and Captain Blue because they've got a bit of personality, but... I mean, was do you reckon Captain Scarlet was like this before? That he was a bit of a boring, yeah. Jobs. I mean, he's, I think so. Put, put him to do something, and he'll do it to a, an okay capacity. But even in the stuff we see after he's a Mistron, he's not particularly proactive, is he? 
No. And in the very first minimum. Yeah, and in the very first episode, he's tagging along with yeah. Captain Brown, who is the top captain. Yeah. So what? I think Scarlet's probably a little bit incompetent. Yeah, and it's um, only in getting this super yeah. duper power that actually elevates him to uh, to to number one. Yeah, if he hadn't have been misdemeanized, he would have been dead years ago, wouldn't he? Or he would be one of those security guards yeah. guarding an SPV. Yeah. So, yeah, he's bloody lucky to be indestructible. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, we find out the controller has programmed Sid only to take orders from him. Yes. There's nothing they can do. They can't go back out. There's nothing that they can do. Uh, that night, I love the way Scarlet's empty bed, you can clearly see is just some foam packing material yeah. for his mattress. And, yeah, this contradiction. Sid asks, who's there? Yep. But Scarlet's wearing an identification disc. Yep, he I've doesn't need to notes. say who he is. It's like, what's the point of identification discs if Sid can't read them till you say who you are? And if you have to say who you are before we can recognise you, the whole bit later doesn't make any sense. No. So because... yeah, I mean it would, I, and I I don't know why they've done it because they could have had Sid just go, "Good evening, Captain Scarlet." Blah blah blah. It, there's nothing in the storyline that means he has to. He doesn't know who it is. Yeah. And there's nothing later on that where you could go, "Oh, I could, oh yeah," because he doesn't. He can't recognise you until he until you speak that doesn't come into it in fact oh it could be yeah but it could be the controller by turning everything off he only can spot the controller oh okay he can't yeah, see anyone be. else because all the other discs yeah, have been all turned the discs off. Are off yeah ah uh, that's that we might be un- misjudging them it that yes might, i think it yeah. have been a very clever bit of uh, i think we've been a bit dense there i think yeah. that's what it is yeah all right i like the way he goes back to see captain blue wakes up yeah. and of course he's wearing blue pajamas of course uh, he is everything's made of yeah and they look to be made of satin yeah his, well, his pajamas. he's a he's a romantic sort any captain blue and yeah he goes off to to the uh sleeping controller now yeah. Age seven, I would have guessed what Scarlet's doing. I mean, he could have yeah. just done it, you know. It, it's totally obvious what that he's swapping the discs. He, we could have had a scene doing it, that, you know. Yeah, there's, it's precious little. I, I doubt many kids or viewers, when this happens, go, how did Captain Scarlet do that? What's going yeah. on? Yes. Yeah, they could have done it where you could have shown him swapping it over. Um, but, yeah, they, he's going to – he's taken one of the uh, – up along Cassidy ships out to the Humboldt Sea to check it out this time. I like he says, um, it's two hours there, two hours back. So did yeah. it take, was it like almost two hours before? Because it didn't seem that long. Well, to get there is, yeah. to, to the actual Crater 101 is two hours, yeah. which means if it takes two hours to get there and it's 200 miles away, that Moonmobile is traveling at 100 miles an hour. It doesn't look doesn't like look it's going like it, 100 no. miles an hour. Um, did you notice the continuity error when they take that Moonmobile out? Uh, I didn't know. Is it got oh, a different number? I'm su- no, I'm surprised you didn't spot it because it's just so startlingly obvious in Blu-ray. Uh, when they you first see them, and by the way, I don't know how Captain Blue knows how to fly one of these things. It's clever clogs. Oh, okay. He They're seatbelts. Ah, is that what it is? Yeah. Right. So they're seatbelts. The first shot you see of them, right. Lieutenant Green's wearing a white one, Captain Blue's wearing a tan-coloured one, and Captain Scarlet's got the red one. Right. We cut to a two-shot of Green and Scarlet, and now Lieutenant Green has got the red one, 
Yeah. And Scarlet's got the white one. I They've noticed. swapped seatbelts. They're, they're still in the right chairs they should be in, but their seatbelts have changed over. See, I was, uh, I was so drawn into the excitement of the, what was happening on screen, I didn't notice. Ah, okay. But also we've got to remember that, uh, you know, when this was transmitted, and yeah. further, I, 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 I guess a lot of subsequent repeat screenings, everyone was watching in black and white, so it yeah. wouldn't have really matter, yeah. would it? Hang on, didn't Scap Captain Scarlet have the light grey seatbelt and Captain Blue yeah. have the light grey seatbelt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get a lovely shot when, when Lieutenant Green um, spots a light off to one side. We get a lovely shot, close-up shot of him wearing his cap. I've never understood why his cap is a different shade of green to the to his the rest of his uniform. Yeah, I, my only assumption is, because obviously the caps are made out of different material, like leatherette stuff, um, is they couldn't couldn't match it. Simple no, as that. Do you, know what, do you know what that shade of green reminds me of? No. It, it, a boiled sweet you could get in yeah. in the seventies that was that color, and and it was like sort of like rounded shape, and inside there was a ball of chocolate inside. It was like a oh, sugar God, coating. Oh yeah. Le um, uh, lemon, uh, lime, chocolate limes. Chocolate limes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly that. that color. Yeah. They were nice. They were. Yeah. Uh, so they get the crater one hundred and one, uh, and yeah, there's a Dalek city. Yes. Down inside, I, it looks so much like Scarrow. It's it untrue. Does. I like it where they go. Um, they say, uh, look at all those um, vehicles milling about. They must be under intelligent control. Why? They don't look yeah. it. They're just doing random stuff. They're just going up and down. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Lieutenant Green goes, they're unmanned, and they're making a Martian complex. Yeah. I still mm. don't know why. No. Anyone know why the, Mar the Mistrons need cities? I don't know. That, yeah. Like, like you say, that, 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 that. They're corporal beings, aren't they? they yeah, they, they don't need... They've got no... They, they don't have physical bodies, form. Yeah. And they can see everything that's happening on Earth. Why do they need to yeah. boost the station on the moon? And they can get uh, to Earth on the whim. So, yeah, why, why do they need this midway point? What What is the plan? Are they can't be building up an army or anything. Well, it's never resolved, is it? No. Um, um, so, yeah, the controller finds out they've... Uh, gone just as they return and it, and in they go and Scarlet's got orders from the world president to arrest him and, and that's when he says you are fools Earthman yeah. so we know what the plot uh, the, that the plot is now um, I don't know when he and Orson were got they could have been gotten at any time I anytime, suppose anytime yeah anytime do you think Captain out, Black you know? went up there and, and that would have been in, nice or... to see wouldn't it Captain mm. Black visiting you know before yep. have a have a pre a a scene just before the titles where uh, Orson and the controller are, are going to go out on a moon hopper and they go and sit in and they, he says to the pilot, are you ready, pilot? And it pans out Cuts. Captain Black. It's Captain Black just there. Yeah, yeah. that would have been good. That would have been good. Yep. Yeah. Um, Perhaps we would have if it had been an hour-long show. Yeah. I think we would have got all this nice stuff. But, uh, yeah, I love it that um, the controller starts to threaten Sid. Yeah, he's an idiot, and he? he really is an idiot. He knows the discs have been yeah. changed, doesn't he? Well, he, oh, be, yeah. before that all starts kicking off, we get a close-up shot. I, there's a lot of close-up shots in this of real hands, aren't there? And yes. things like that, which yeah. I always like. But there's a close-up shot of a real or, or or a larger scale chest of Captain Scarlet, and you can clearly see the Z, uh, the, the 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 um the zip, is uh, tank tracks for uh, tank treads from a one seventy second. Uh, tank, you know, the rubber ones. Yeah. Which is a, 
it's actually a nice point because did you ever have the uh, sevens vinyl Captain Scarlet kit? Yes, I did. Yeah. The, the zip he put on, whereas you could have put a normal zip on, he actually put that tank track style yeah. zip on, which I thought was nice touching brass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, so yeah, it's also he starts threatening Sid as the yeah. others run off because they've asked for a, a, a rocket ship to be prepared. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and even though he knows the discs have been changed. He yeah, continues he to order there. Sid yeah. around and then, then threatens him yeah. with a gun. Yeah, he, he pulls a gun on a computer. <laughs> I mean, he really is a bit of an idiot, isn't he? Well, I think we've got a new tally because we said the last time we were around at Captain Scarlet, that guy in that noose of ice base, yeah. he was a bloody idiot, that, um, well, that misdrawn agent. I yeah. think they all are. I, I, I think you're right. I think if you get turned into a mistron, you're an idiot. You've got no common sense. This it is probably destroys why your they, brain cells. Yeah, it's what takes so long for them to ever do anything. It's because they're just numbskulls. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he he threatens Sid with the gun. And when Sid doesn't do anything, he shoots Sid. Yeah. And of course, this being science fiction, you shoot a yeah. computer, the whole base is going to yep. blow up because of <laughs> yeah, that. For, these bases were on a hair trigger, weren't they? They were just <laughs> ready to explode at any point. Um, and, and it being Derek Meddings, boy, does it blow up. Oh, it's a good explosion. I, I forgive the silliness of how it happens. It's a good explosion. Scarlet, blue and um, green get away by the skin of their teeth, don't they? That's a nice model shot of that taking yeah, is, off just yeah. as everything's erupting around them. And, and yeah, and that's when we find out that Orson was a misdrawn agent too. So yep. we've got a death tally of two today. Yeah. What was Orson's surname, Joe? And it was quite Cart. Orson Cart. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, and and uh, the, ra the, the wrap up at the end, yeah. this whole um, uh, uh, thing, um, there's no mention at all of, well, we've got to go and check out Crater 101 now. No, and because for some reason I, because um, I when I first watched these, uh, it was on the old um, mystery theater thing, the the super science theater, where mm -hmm. they co cobbled together all three episodes into a yeah, like I remember a that yeah minute film. So I was just under the assumption that this one would end with them going, "You're going to have to return, Captain Scarlet, to the moon." But, but and then to the next be continued. episode, but it was like eight episodes later, wasn't it? Yeah, it's ages later. Yeah. Do you think they 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 weren't going to have it as a, a like an arc show? And that when they later on they're looking for stories, they went, "Oh, we never visited the moon again," and and perhaps it was never meant to be a, a three parter. I don't know. Yeah, but but we were, nice, we, we yeah. will. We I was will upset we didn't see the spacesuits. I honestly thought the spacesuits were in this one. Maybe they're in the next them. one. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good story. I enjoyed it. It was a good little story. Absolutely. Very it's slight, but it was nice to very get off slight. the Earth. And, and if you didn't have the hopping moonmobile, yeah. it would be even shorter, wouldn't it? Oh, God, yeah. There's a lot of filler in this. Yeah, <laughs> For such yeah, a yeah. slight... Yeah. You know, considering it's 25 minutes, there's a lot of filler in this. But it's all I mean, visually gorgeous. It's a real good model episode. Oh, the top of their game, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, behind the scenes on this story... Um, the controller's console is actually the space controller's console from uh, Thunderbirds's uh, episode Ricochet. Oh, right, okay. It's been adapted slightly, um, and it will appear again in Crater 101 as part of the control desk in Lunaville 6. Yeah, so right. we're going to see sense. that again. 
makes sense. So presumably they, they took that out before they blew it up. Yeah. I, I, it's really weird as well because we get some gorgeous close-ups of Sid's big old eye and um, there's like hot glue or something all over it. Yeah. I don't know what's I, going on there. And you, you, you can see the eye effect thing is just a piece of cardboard yes. moving in and out yeah. in front of a light, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's, um, it's not made for Blu-ray, is it? No, no. The Moonmobile cockpit is an adapted MEV cockpit, which we last saw in the pilot oh, right. episode. Um, and music from this was later heard in UFO in the computer affair when Alec Freeman is in the lunar module on his uh, way to the moon. Um, it's all connected, isn't it? It's all connected. Absolutely, yep. Um, so we have a death tally today of two, which is added to our existing tally. It's quite tally. light for Scarlet, isn't it, really? Yep, but it still is keeping it at the top. That's 622 deaths wow. we've got. That's so a lot far. for a kids show, isn't it, really? When, when are they going to top a thousand? Death. There was never that many deaths in Tiswas, was there? No. We, no. we heard about. Um, or, yeah, I reckon yeah. I reckon a couple of episodes. If we choose correctly, we could get them over a thousand soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're over halfway with Captain yeah. Scarlet, and we've only done what? This is our third Captain third Scarlet visit, story. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the actor, or actors, because we've got two characters today, the Lunar Controller, as I said, David Healy, very famous face. You know him from many, many things. Uh, born in 1925 in Manhattan. Uh, died over here um, oh. in 1995 after complications from heart surgery. Oh, that's not very yeah. nice. No, no. Um, he was awarded the Lawrence Olivia Theatre Award in 1983 for Best Actor in a Supporting Role in yeah. Guys and Dolls. Okay, the uh, I, I mentioned in a minute the things that he's done for ITC and Anderson, but other things uh, we've seen him in. He was in Lust for a Vampire yeah. a little while ago. He was old uh, Pippa Stills' uh, dad, wasn't he? The he American was, yes. who come over, want to know what happened. Uh, he was in Diamonds Are Forever, but I don't remember him in that. I don't remember him in that one. No. It's been a while since I've seen it, but. Yeah. I remember and, him. I remember him as um, I can't remember who was Sherlock Holmes, but he played Doctor Watson quite well. I seem to remember. Oh right, I can't remember what he. And I, I remember us discussing him, his appearance in Blake Seven. Yes, when he was uh, the voice of a ball in Terminal, when Avon goes down that to Terminal, it, yeah. he was the talking ball. You were yeah. instructed to hold the sphere in both hands. That's David. Heaton. That was him. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't talking balls. He was a talking ball. Singular, yes. Yeah, singular. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his Anderson tally is quite high, uh, 65. Wow. Right? And that's because he was in Captain Scarlet 21 times, various voices. In Joe 90, he was the voice of Shane Weston, plus others, 30 yeah. times. Secret Service, various uh, characters, 13 times. And he was in UFO just the once. He's the guy in the health farm that Paul Foster goes to visit and, right. you know, he passes out in the steam room and has this dream that he's uh, kidnapped by the aliens and at the end he just wakes up and it was it, all a dream. It was way. a lot more difficult, wasn't it, for in the live action stuff for these characters to be recurring or do multiple parts. Yeah. Because um, once you've appeared once, that's pretty much it. You can't come yeah, back Physically, you else. don't look yeah. like that character. Yeah. You know, physically, he didn't look like Shane Weston, you know, no. but he sure had the voice. And then ITC Tally 8, uh, he was in The Baron. He was in The Saint two times. He was in Department S. 
He was in Randall and Hopkirk. I remember him in Randall and Hopkirk because he's a bloody ir- ir- irritating ghost in that. <laughs> he, it's the one where he is the ghost of a gangster called Bugsy Soprano. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't remember it, but I can picture what he would wear. And he's dressed just like Al Capone, yeah. but it's all in white. He's got the same hat. He's got the suit. He's got the machine gun, but everything is white. And Marty can see him. Nobody else can. And I think it's the very first time Marty sees another ghost, oh. you know, because he mocks Marty because Marty's only new at being a ghost. Yeah. And there are things that, you know, this Bugsy can do that Marty can't because he hasn't learnt it, you know. But he's very irritating. It's the character, not David. There's a hierarchy even after you've died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. According to this, yeah. yeah. Then he was in The Persuaders, Jason King, and finally Return of the Saint. All right. right. So that's David out of the way. Now we've got old good old Cy, Cy Grant, Lieutenant Green. Yes. Um, uh, born in 1919 in Guyana. We've talked about him before, haven't we? We have, we, yeah. On Blade he, he was Hal, Hal Mellenby, yes. He was, memorably. Yeah, and uh, we Dana's said back dad. then. Yeah, and, and we said about how then he served in the RAF during World War II and afterwards qualified as a barrister before uh, getting into acting. Uh, in 1965, he played the lead in a production of Othello at the Phoenix Theatre in Leicester. Um, and at that time, it was radical because uh, it was common practice to cast a white actor as Othello. Yes, and then black um, him up. And black him up. He made British television history as the first black person to appear regularly on a British television series. All right. How bizarre that you are um, you're famous for being the first. To yeah. actually regularly appear on British TV, and, and you ain't white, and and oh, what a surprise! You know what he was doing when he regularly turned up? Oh, go on. Uh, singing topical calypsos, right? Because of course, of yeah. course, because yeah. of course, why the hell wouldn't they? Yeah. Uh, in 1974, he founded Drum, which was Britain's first art centre to showcase black actors. Uh, things that weren't Anderson and ITC that he was in, say, Blake Seven. He was in Shaft in Africa, and I wince about what his role might have been in that. Uh, Born Free, ditto. Um, I remember him in At the Earth's Core. He's one one of the the locals down there who who befriends and helps out um, old Doug. And uh, and I don't want to see this. I, I, I like Cy Grant. I love Lieutenant Green, but I'm not seeking him out in Metal Mickey. Oh God, Metal Mickey! <sighs> I have. We have the internet now, and everything yeah. is accessed, isn't it? You know, yeah. and there is a Facebook page for everything. And I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't a Facebook page for Metal Mickey. Because uh, was yeah. anybody a fan of that show? Well, I, th- I imagine there probably are fan groups for Metal Mickey. It was abysmal. Had I really handle in it regularly? Yeah, being it was terrible. She, she she was just being, well, demented, Her, yeah. really. Yeah. She? she was a senile old cow in it. Yeah, um, that was the laughing point. She she yeah. was senile. Yeah. yeah. I just remember it just awful, awful, awful. It was show. shocking. Yeah. It was shocking. You know, Mickey Dolenz, what on earth were you doing? Just stick with the monkeys, you know. Yeah. Um, Anderson Tally of Old Sight is 32 and that's because he only did two things. Captain Scarlet, 31 times. Yeah. And he was in Journey to the Far Side of the Sun. Although oh, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't remember him that. being in that. But We'll have to cover that one day. Yeah, yeah. And then ITC Tally, just the one, The Persuaders. Right? Oh, right. Okay. 
Right. Um, before we go into our voting, so I've got to talk about the puppets. Right. I've got in front of me this little booklet thing that you can get from, excuse me, I'm getting bunged up again, from um, uh, Fanderson. It's the complete puppet catalogue, right. right? So first of all, we've got Sam Louver, all right? The yes. Luver controller, okay? Uh, it says here, puppet. he's Puppet 19, he was called, right? Puppet 19's commanding presence led him to first appear as the Supreme Commander, Earth Forces in Captain Scarlet Point 783, okay. President Roberts in the launching, and the Lunar Controller in Lunarville 7. The puppet, of course, went on to be cast as Sam Louver in Joe 90, when a new set of heads with a variety of different expressions were created specifically for the Louver character based on the original sculpt of this puppet's head. And it is weird. I mean, I've got photos here of what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven times he appears in Captain Scarlet, this puppet, and yeah. each time looking exactly the same, yeah. you know? They haven't but even then, put a moustache on him like old yeah. Foley or anything. Yeah, just put, put a, a handlebar on him. Um, but I suppose kids wouldn't remember, would they? No, no one recorded this um, at the time. And, and a week back then was a yeah, long time before long your time, next episode. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the chances of them actually showing each of those like seven episodes one after the other, yeah. pretty slim. Yeah, and then the it. other one, um, Orson, is Puppet 39, okay? Puppet 39's first and best known appearance would be as Orson in Lunaville 7. The puppet's bowl haircut and recognisable eyebrows in his earlier appearances make him easy to identify and he would enjoy appearances throughout all the Century 21 puppet pre uh, productions so i can see see here oh boy uh he, he he's browned up in at least two of them oh dear. but you can totally see it's him he seems to be some sort of like uh aztec warrior uh, right. called attacker they, prob they probably did just put brown boot polish on the puppet faces didn't they he's got a wig on in this one because he's yeah. like an aztec he's got almost uh, a collar length hair that's Child of the Sun God, so we will be uh, featuring him. And he looks we'll like keep an he's eye out for him then. Yeah, I think he's I think he's meant to be Indian in one of them as well. Oh dear. Well, yeah, that's unfortunate. Right, that's the puppets out of the way. So yeah, we've got to talk about design now of uh uh lunar controller first, shall we? So design of the lunar controller. Um he's he's sort of nondescript a bit, isn't he? Um, I'm just bringing up a picture because isn't he wearing just like a Nehru suit? Yeah, it it is a bit bland. So just typing away. Uh, yeah, there he is. Yeah, just a standard uh, Nehru collared suit, vaguely silverish. Um, he's got epaulets, always a good sign. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a little little bit bland um, compared to the very colourful captains that visit him um i'm going to give him for design uh a run in a mill five snap so that's the same so that's a five and how effective is this uh he is stupendously idiotic <laughs> even i mean i don't know what i don't know what the long game is here for the mistrons but as soon as captain scarlet and the others appear he starts ranting and raving to show there's something wrong he doesn't understand how his own computer works. He doesn't understand how his own badge system works, even though he set it up. He threatens a computer, and then he shoots it in the face. <laughs> um, two. 
<laughs> to, he gave me a laugh. I laughed out loud when he threatened a computer with a gun. You're making me laugh by giving him a two. <laughs> All right. Well, I gave him a four. I felt sorry for the chat. Uh, so, so, so that's a three. So that's an eight. So he's finally at a four. Okay. Oh, Lunar Controller. What are you doing? What are you All right. To, mate? Okay. All right. So I think we might get a higher score with Lieutenant Green. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I always, I always liked uh, Lieutenant Green. He, I always thought, I always wanted to see him in adventures, and he, he very rarely did. Very rarely. Um, yeah. But what I liked was um, that Colonel White would consult him. Yeah. And listen to what he said when they were in Cloudburn. I know he didn't really have anyone else to talk to, um, but yeah, he always seemed very sensible. And I loved the bits where he used to say, like. He, he would, if, you know, I, I want to come face to face with Captain Black. Yes. Yeah, it's like, you're not going to either, are you, mate? No, um, no. But yeah, I liked, I liked Lieutenant Green. Um, Hang on, while you're, while you're thinking of a number, yep. I, something I've forgotten, sorry, I have bugged up today. Um, something I've completely forgotten to do, right. apart from blowing my nose, is uh, I'm just going to, while you're thinking of a number, I'm going to be two seconds, I'm going in the other room, I've got the Captain Scarlet Vault book in there right. and that gives you his real name and where he was born and everything we're meant to be doing that aren't we i'm on, sure on i don't know what his surname is but it's seymour isn't it is it i don't think i don't think it's seymour green but his real name's seymour seymour that. green yeah <laughs> all right hang on a second i'll go and get there you have a remin yes. a, a, a ruminate hang on a sec but yeah i i do like um i do like captain green uh, left oh, i promoted him oh, dear uh he should be a captain bless him i do like lieutenant green's uh, appearance as well. Um, I never noticed that his hat is a slightly lighter green than his tunic, um, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I wonder how old he was meant to be. He always was presented as a fairly young puppet. Are you talking away? I'm, I'm talking to the the listeners. I'm not oh, even right. in silence. I thought I was maybe gold, mate. <laughs> I thought maybe you hadn't Talked noticed that cat, I had gone. Yeah. And well, no. there's that as well. But... No, I was just explaining that I do like the, the lieutenant's look. I'd never noticed that his hat's a different colour, and now I can't help but... You, you've never obvious. noticed that before? Never noticed it, no. I mean, he, does, he, he doesn't wear his hat a lot, does he? No, it's only when, when he goes out. Base, yeah. Yeah. But now, I, yeah. now it's, I'm looking at a photo of and it's like, oh, God, yeah, it's, it's almost a completely different shade of green. Do you, do you, do you fancy uh, the uh, sweeties? I do. I, I used to love those uh, chocolate limes. I wonder if you can still get them. Does anyone know? Do they are they still available? <laughs> I used to like just, spangles um, as a thing. Spangles, yeah. I've, as you're talking about that, I'm flicking through this book, yes. and I've just found an image of Lieutenant... Oh, you'd love this photo. Actually, this is going to pad the episode out a bit, not only me going into the other room, but uh, um, I'm going to take a photo of it and send it to right. you, because while we're talking about Lieutenant Green... Right, and his light green cap. I've completely forgotten. I'm going to take a photo just in it now. And right, so I bet it's flipped itself when it's not supposed to. So, sorry about this, listener. We'll, we'll be back on track in a minute. I'm just stalling. Um, right, sending you this because I I totally forgotten, and we're going to have to discuss it when, uh, when we um, see him wearing it. But right. he... Not only is his hat, um, you, you know, this strange lime green, um, 
But so's his uh, leather trench coat. I've just oh, sent yeah, it to yeah, you yeah, now. To get... So his trench coat matches the hat, which makes sense because they'd both be made out of the same vinyl. Yeah. I like this trench gone coat. Through. Have you seen it? Is it there? Yeah, it's here. Yep, looking at it. Yeah, yep. you're right. It matches the hat. I'm, I'm glad the rest of his outfit isn't that shade of green. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, it's a bit light, isn't it? It's, a, it's fine for the hat and it's fine for the coat, but Do you not know what, the though? rest if of the you, outfit. If you made a little model figure of, uh, of Lieutenant Green and did the hat different colour to the uniform and then put it on Facebook, people would complain. Yeah. Wouldn't like, they? Like, and you've got that wrong. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Ian. You're absolutely yeah. right. Here, here we go. Lieutenant Green. Born on the 18th of January, 2041, at Port of Spain, Trinidad, Seymour Griffiths. Griffiths, all right. Seymour Griffiths, graduated from Kingston University, Jamaica, with degrees in music, telecommunications and technology. He enrolled in the newly formed World Aquanaut Security Patrol as a junior hydrophones operator in the submarine corps, but later took an advanced course in communications and was promoted to sole commander of communications installations at the Marineville Control Tower. Oh. Noting his expert knowledge and experience in communications, the Spectrum Selection Board invited him to join the organisation as chief controller. He's this is a mixing and emerging, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because none of this was designed to go together like this. This is uh, TV twenty one, and it yeah. Link all these. Um, so if he was born, what year was he born? Forty four. Twenty forty one. Twenty forty one, and this takes place in twenty sixty seven. Yeah. So he's twenty. Twenty six. Yeah. So he is because when you were away, I was speculating that he's always seems to be played as as if he's a little bit younger and more inexperienced isn't he so that makes sense then well scarlet was born in 2036 right so scarlet is older than lieutenant Green. yes which sort of yeah. makes sense it blows yeah. my mind right next to um uh lieutenant green in this book is colonel white and yeah. he was born on the 14th of july 2017 Right. Really? So he's already so, around. So he's already around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's seven years old right now. Wow. Um, and he's he's going to study at King's College, Canterbury, which is fifteen miles down the road from there me. There you go. So when he it, in ten years, you can pop along. Yeah. And, and, and find find a little Charles Gray who will grow. Charles up, Gray. Grow up. Yes. Yeah. All right. All that waffle out of the way. Yes. What do you give Lieutenant Green for the design of um, this character? It's really weird because all the all the um, all the spectrum personnel should get roughly the same, shouldn't they? Because they're they're all wearing the same design of uniform, different colours. Uh, I I like his design. I'm going to give him a seven and a half. Seven and a half. I've given him a ten. Wow. You because I love that outfit, and green is my favourite colour. So right. yeah, this is the top. I'm wow. With one exception, this is the top I'm going to give a a a, really? a, a spectrum person. Do you I know think. what? I'm going to go up to an eight. Just to... an eight. Yeah. All right. An eight. So that's a nine. And uh, all right then. Um, how effective is Lieutenant Green? Um, we don't see him. We don't see him sort of in the field a lot. But when he does, he seems to do okay. Um, I like that. Uh, Colonel White listens to him. He's very good at what he does. He never seems to get any comedy 
silly moments where he's like Alan or someone like that, which I think is good. Or we haven't seen him yet. But I'm judging him on what I can remember and what we've seen. Um, I like his character. I think he's good. I wish we'd seen more of him. Uh, I'm going to give him a nine. No, I've given him a nine too. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. And wasn't he... Wasn't he the character they gender-swapped on the new Captain Scarlet? Isn't he a, a woman? Is he? I think I, I want to say it. I might be wrong. but I, I think haven't they... gone anywhere near it. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> terrible, 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 terrible. I okay. only know because um, I've seen action figures of her. I presume it's meant to be the same character. It might not be. I don't know. Right. Okay. Um yeah, so that's the final nine for Lieutenant Green. Yep, that's good. Which puts it well, it puts him in the caravan. He's not alone. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, he's in the caravan with the Mysterons. Oh no. Well he wanted to face him down, didn't he? He did. He did. He's got his wish. I don't know how yeah. long it's gonna be before, you know, someone comes along and joins him to help him out. Yeah. Do you reckon I mean it could be handy, couldn't it? Because it's like he's he's doing a toast, burns it, the old den 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 the the lights go over the toast. Yeah. He's got nice toast again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, blows a fuse. They can yeah. rebuild it. Yeah, but hmm. uh, it will have the best Wi-Fi connection, won't it? Uh, his caravan. So whoever oh, else goes in there is going to have good stuff. All right, and next uh, next thing then is the uh, two vehicles that we're talking oh, about. Where, where was the um, what caravan was the controller in? Oh, sorry, forgot to, to say about the controller. Hang on, to get that piece of paper back. He was in He's not uh, be quite as caravan high, number four. Yeah, uh, with John Tracy. Oh. No, no, hang on. That's effectiveness. Oh, oh. sorry. Uh, number four by himself. There is oh. no number four. He can rant away to his heart's content. He can make a little cardboard Sid that he, he can. He can, yeah, and then threaten it. Yeah, but don't have any guns in that character. Clean the chemical toilet, Sid. Do it. You will obey me. And just yeah. start randomly shooting a dark gun into the <laughs> caravan. Um, and now we've got the, uh, to vote on the vehicles. Um, yes. Let's, uh, XK3, this uh, lunar rocket. Wh- what do you think? It's just a straight out of 10. Um, I mean, it's it's very NASA Saturn V traditional rocket, um, which is quite anachronistic when we think of all the other stuff we see. Yeah. Uh, but I like it. It's a really good sequence. Um, so I'm going to give it a 7. Snap. Yeah. Hey. Okay, so that's a seven. And what about the moon mobile though? Well, this is difficult because if we if we were doing design and effectiveness, the design would be right up there because I do like this. I don't think it's quite as good as the um, the more eagle-like UFO one, but I, I I remember this from this is the one thing I remember from these episodes. Is like, oh yeah, this got the hoppy thing in it, but I don't like the motion. I think it's silly. This wouldn't have this this model could have been in two thousand and one. But there's no way Kubrick would have no. had it hopping about. No, it's just a bit it silly, silly. silly. Yeah, it's silly. So I, I'm gonna have to to do my score to reflect that as well, and that really brings it down. So I'm gonna give it a six. That's what I've done as well. Yeah. Snap oh, again. Yeah, no. yeah. All right. So that's garage number seven for XK3. Uh, it shares the garage with uh, Fire Flash. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay, and garage number six for the Moon Mobile or Moon Hopper is Cougar Twenty One uh, from Captain Scarlet. That's that snowmobile thing. Oh, okay, yeah. Fr- from That's Noose fair. of Ice. Yeah. I'd rather go in the snowmobile than the hoppity boppity thing. Hoppity boppity. Um, 
Does this feature in your top 10? Would you say this is one of the top um, 10 yeah, stories? Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. It's very slight. I think it hangs together better when you've got the other two episodes with it. Um, what are my what are my stories at the bottom end? Well, you've only got nine so far. Oh, okay. Um, and your number nine at the bottom is Death's Other Dominion from Space 1999. Oh, um, is it more enjoyable than that? No, bring it in at All right, 10. in at 10. I found it very, very slight, so I'm yeah. not putting it on my list. Okay. And that with that we're done. We we've been talking far longer than I thought we would. I know, yeah. Considering it's nearly it was an such hour. A slight Good Lord. Yeah. So uh will next week's or two weeks' time will it be a a, a, a short episode as well? Because it's my choice it's next Your choice, time. yeah. Joe ninety, isn't it? Joe ninety. So Which I uh, totally forgot. I thought, oh it's UFO, good next time. I've totally forgot poor Joe. That, that says it all, doesn't yeah, it? You know? It does. Uh, it's my choice, and as usual, because I, I I can't remember any of the stories whatsoever, I've gone for a title, um, and the one I've chosen I think might be uh, might reward us with some nice model work at the very least to discuss, and it's called uh, Most Special Astronaut. Oh, so at least they're going into space. I, I assume so. So we should get a nice, you know, out on the Slough Industrial State, uh, estate, you know, rocket launch sequence with lots of smoke. Excellent. I don't yeah. remember that at all. I remember Most Special Agent. That was the pilot episode, wasn't it? That's it, yeah. But so there must be a play Most on Special it. Astronaut. Oh, and okay. I'll tell you what, I mean, actually, it's good that you said in the show today that, you know, you're a bit disappointed because you didn't see any spacesuits. Maybe we'll be seeing spacesuits in the yes. next one. Yes, you're right. Yeah. There is a, there is a, there is something where Joe wears a spacesuit, isn't there? Because I remember seeing a photo of it. Well, that's it might probably be it the, then. Yeah, it might well be the uh, Captain Scarlet suits as well. Excellent. I'll look forward to that. All right. Until okay. we see it, and then we'll go. <laughs> Does he go to the moon in it? We might be visiting the moon know, yeah. twice. In which case, that would be really strange, because then after that, we got Space 1999 on the moon, yeah. and after that, oh, sorry, UFO on the moon, and then after that, we've got Space 1999 on the moon. Yeah. We it's might have moon four mad. moons. Moon stories in a row. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't it be interesting if the rocket he goes up in, if he does go up onto the moon, is uh, XK-53? Or, or a later model. one. Yeah. 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 That'd be interesting. Well, okay. Well, let's find out in two weeks, all right? We'll enjoy that. Okay. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Thanks, Mr. Ben. See you Bye. then. Bye. Bye.